Florida's capital city. This is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Cameron Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Great to be with you. Great to be 4-0. Welcome in, brethren. Hope you guys are good. I have a feeling you are. We all are after yet another victory for Florida State. Knowles dominate on Saturday night at home before a sellout crowd. Now find themselves, that's right, ranked. Amazing to think a year ago, Florida State was 0-4 through four games. A lot of us at that moment began to wonder aloud, could we get this thing turned around in a timely fashion in a way that would allow Mike Norvell to remain head coach and develop a program? The answer so far this year is, of course, a resounding yes. And now they'll host Wake Forest, who lost in double overtime to Clemson 51-45. A couple of opportunities in that game frustrates you to see how Wake squandered them at the end of regulation. I thought that was interesting. I'm not sure they played to win there. And then in addition, uh, they didn't. Uh, and then in addition, um, what we saw in, in the double overtime. But nonetheless, we know Wake is formidable offensively, not so much defensively. Two top 25 teams here at Doak. Weather permitting, knock on wood, I want this thing to be just as electric as it was the other night. Don't know that it will be. In the coaches' poll, Clemson is ranked in the top 10. NC State is as well. Wake, number 21. Florida State, 22. Pitt, number 24. Now Syracuse in the coaches' poll at number 25. Go ahead. The coaches' poll. Oh, okay. I thought you were about to hit the button. Uh, and the you got me look, I'm looking up uh, stuff on the uh, the local rulings here for uh, Leon County. Sorry. Should note, by the way, if you missed it over the weekend, if any of you missed it, I want to bring this up to your attention. Uh, rather stunningly, Miami lost at home, Tom, to Middle Tennessee State, a team that James Madison defeated 44-7 to earlier this season. So, you know, if you were unaware, Miami lost at home to Middle Tennessee State. Have they ever beaten Middle Tennessee State? In the history of Miami's football program, they have never found a way not only to beat Middle Tennessee State, they have never held a lead against Middle Tennessee State in their history. Three games against Middle Tennessee State, all three losses, and none of those games did they ever hold the lead. Guys, they're too much for you. Stop scheduling Middle Tennessee State. You've got nothing for them. Home, away, doesn't make much of a difference. Just stop playing them. They're too good for you. At some point, you just have to admit it. You just have to know when you're not good enough to beat Middle Tennessee State. James Madison can schedule them every year and feel good about it. Miami, on the other hand, can't do it. Can't do it. Should note that also Florida, by the way, 
lost their football game too. Don't know if you saw that. Florida also lost on Saturday. So of the big three, of course, Florida State was the only team that was victorious. And not only victorious, it was an ass-kicking. And it was over before it started. A resounding victory to get to 4-0. And and now we're all enjoying and celebrating these great moments after the weekend comes and goes with yet another win. And yes, I will tip the cap. Uh, I have to because it, it is funny that after that game, I don't know if you saw it, did you see Rick uh, Stockstill, the coach at Middle Tennessee State? No. I saw something. There was uh, the video on Twitter, but I didn't click it. Should oh, I have? Oh, it's great. Okay. Well, he, he was quarterback yeah, at Florida State yeah, yeah. Here, yeah. all those years ago. So he, after the game, specifically said, I know the folks in Tallahassee are very happy. We dominated Miami tonight, really dominated this game. I mean, it was hilarious. He, he, got, a, he got a gut in there for, for Tallahassee. He's like, all my FSU brethren reaching out to me after the game. I see you. Yeah, we got them. I hear they're sold out tonight. <laughs> that's that's a real atmosphere in college football, folks. Oh, it was so good. It was so good. Yeah, if you missed it, Miami lost to Middle Tennessee State, everybody. I'm glad I could bring you the good news. I'm not real sure everybody knew that. Are they still ranked, Miami? They're not, Tom. No, no. Uh, the coaches poll. They also, uh, not only are they not ranked, they may have a quarterback controversy on their hands now. Oh, they should. Uh, yeah. You know, their coach deciding to bench. Van Dyke in favor of Garcia. And, you know, one of the recruits that was at the game for uh, Miami uh, tweeted out, where's Garcia? So he got involved in the controversy with the fans chanting that they wanted Van Dyke on the bench. Good to see recruits visiting for the weekend get involved in that sort of quarterback controversy. I just I don't know how Mario's going to be able to reel it all in. It looks like it's dangerously out of control. I can't imagine if you're a recruit that you would consider going to Miami. It's a stadium not even half-filled often losing on the wrong end to games uh, the likes of Middle Tennessee State, and now you've got uh, recruits and players commenting that they're not real sure that this is buttoned up. Well, my instinct was to go look at their schedule and say, well, is there some schedule relief coming? But how could you say that there is schedule relief coming if you lose to Middle Tennessee State and get housed by them? Mm. So I don't even need to look at the schedule. They're in trouble, Mike. Georgia slept walk through Kent State, Alabama 55 to 3 over sorry ass Vanderbilt. My goodness gracious. Ohio State destroyed a Wisconsin team that I think now remember years ago I came up with the phrase tent of suspicion. I used it specifically to describe Wisconsin year in and year out, but also UCLA all those moons ago. But now I think really it just encapsulate who encapsulates who Wisconsin is, which is really slow, lumbering non-athletic, and never really a threat to anybody of any consequence. Clemson survived. Michigan with a closer game than it should have been against Maryland, 34-27. I will say that uh, the young man uh, Corum ran for 243 yards. Tom, you know that I watched that game very, very closely. That was hyped up Thursday and Friday behind the scenes. And then on Saturday, you mentioned it during the pregame show, and I said, yeah, I believe you. You're keeping an eye on this one. It might be the reason you had the scoreboard open in the first place. It, it might have been. The fact that it was 13-10 late into the second quarter, I was, was beginning to worry a little bit that the game was not playing out in the way that was going to benefit me. Ultimately, it did, and we exhaled. Well, but that's the thing. Sometimes the first quarter can be a sucker bet if you want to, you know, make a live wager. Because think about the way Clemson steamrolled Wake. That first. fourteen and nothing, just right out the gates. I mean, but it was comprehensive, both sides of the ball. And then you thought there was a, well, at least I thought there was a backbreaking play early. It's third and twenty-two, 
and Clemson completes a pass wide open over the middle for yeah. like 40 yards. I'm thinking, oh, God, all right, well, DJ's making throws, and he he actually made quite a few he's really good throws better. in he's that game. He's played better this year so far. But how is this going to end, you know? Yeah. How is this going to end in anything other than a blowout for Clemson? And then Wake Forest made a little adjustment on defense, confused Clemson. They decided not to play soft anymore and get up to the line of scrimmage and play man-to-man, and that bought them the time to be up 28-10, to, to, to be up 35-28 to 28 and set the pace on this thing. It's just that Clawson turtle at the end. You got a chance to go win that football game, and you don't in two different ways—a fourth and five, and then using your timeouts. You don't the do either. The timeouts were the it's more crazy. egregious. Yeah, that one bothered me more. Uh, by the way, I should mention—I mentioned Anthony Richardson earlier in the uh, show, just because he did go nuts. But man, Hendon Hooker was unreal, and that is a guy that will never have to buy a drink in Knoxville again because they always lose to Florida. They'd lost sixteen of the last seventeen times they'd played Florida, but they win because of him. Certainly not their defense. My man had 349 yards passing, completed over 70% of his passes, and ran for 112 yards and a touchdown on the ground as well. That is a putting it on the table, Tom. That is my goodness gracious. One man is out here as a wrecking crew. That guy went berserk. Didn't you have a wager with uh, somebody here locally about Tennessee's final record and Florida State's final record? You know, who who will have the better? It's like a friendly uh, beer wager, I think. Did I? Yeah, you did. Uh, I know the answer to the question, but no. I just figured I'd tee it up. Oh, oh, you're talking about fish. Yes, okay, but, yeah. I mean, now this is a really interesting bet. Yeah. These teams just keep on winning. Well, you know, if you're Tennessee, every year you have to play Alabama. Obviously, you get past the Florida, but you have a Georgia game that you still have to play. So, there's plenty of losses still out there for Tennessee, my friend. They got a road game against LSU that will become very important. That's fun. Mm-hmm. I'd watch that game. Well, that'd be a good game. And you saw today's kickoff for NC State has been announced. Florida State, NC State. It's seven thirty or eight o'clock. It's, it's going to be another late night, folks. In two weeks. Yeah, the Wolfpack are in the top ten now. Very quietly, by the way, Oklahoma State is also in the top ten. Which roll your eyes, but they do play at Baylor this week. Should mm-hmm. note that Southern Cal. Got that win, and on the surface, you'd say 17-14 is nothing to celebrate in Corvallis, but I disagree. I think it's a good win for Southern Cal. Their defense hasn't been good this year. That is a veteran offensive line for Oregon State. I thought Oregon State would cover. They did, uh, but getting a win there, on the that's a big deal. So I'm not going to knock the 17-14 win over Oregon State. Uh, Oregon, meanwhile, came back in furious fashion, Tom. They did, that yeah. was an amazing ending of that football game. They ended it with a pick six, basically, and Washington State was stunned. Uh, Penn State cruised easily as we go through. The reason I'm doing this, folks, is we're now part of the top 25. We now are part of this elite group. And if you handle business, and by that I define uh, two wins the next three games, you are now in the conversation for... Uh, ACC Atlantic title, an ACC championship, top 10 in the country. I mean, you're talking about a lot of these teams, not named Georgia or Alabama, who got right against Vandy this week. Yes, they did. And you're saying, what's really different? Potentially speaking, if we are healthy, if we, we have Fabian Lovett and Jared Verse, and Amari Cooper is at 100%, and the offensive line gets back to a better healthy situation with Robert Scott in the next month, I mean, now we're in the conversation of I know, why not I know. why not number 10 in the country? Why not number 9 in the country? So, I don't know. Have you ever seen what happened in that Arkansas-Texas A&M game happen? I know it has happened because I saw somebody post another highlight, but I don't remember ever watching. If you missed it, Cam Little's field goal attempt that would have won the game for Arkansas, well, it would have given him the lead with a minute to play. Of course, he misses it. Um, it hit the top of the right upright. Not like straight on, like it came down on top of the post. Oh, really? I don't think I've ever seen that. 
No, the the arc of the kick has yeah. to be so strange. It came down on top wow. of the post and didn't go in. So they, got, I mean, that's a tough way to lose. But like you, should. well, if Jimbo had his goalpost lasers, it would have been good. <laughs> All he's got to do is hit the laser. Count it, Rockdolls. Florida State, obviously. Uh, I'll bet he said that walking off the field. I'm so glad we don't have goalpost lasers. We lost that game. That would have been funny. Turns to his guys. These lasers should have been put in place years ago. We, mm. <laughs> I thought people made computers. Uh, Florida State, Minnesota, Oklahoma, Wake, BYU, Kansas should be in there. And now, I don't know what to say about Kansas State. That's a crazy win, 41-34 over Oklahoma. <laughs> you lose to Tulane. And Adrian Martinez sucks like he always does and then turns around and goes berserk. They had 511 total yards, 277 yards on the ground. A lot of that was him running around. He had 382 of the 511. Can't wait to see the kind of player Adrian Martinez becomes at Kansas State five years from now. <laughs> he has an exemption, right? He's allowed to play college How football for How many years life. are you going to play college football until I get it right? All right. All right, Adrian. There's evidence you're coming around after 16 years of quarterback. Lance Leopold's name will be omnipresent on the lips of uh, commentators around the country as they discuss Nebraska's coaching search. He gets another win, this one over Duke, and Kansas is 4-0. And they covered. That was a seven-point number. I know. It's crazy. Now we turn our attention to not only the weight game but the health of Florida State. Goodness gracious, this week, I hope we find out that Jared Verse is a full go. Obviously, it would be great to get Fabian Lovett back. Don't know that that's going to happen. But this game, at least in terms of the total released already, looks to be a shootout. I agree with that assessment. I do think, though, we have a chance to do something about it on defense more than they do. I don't feel like Wake's going to make a lot of stops against Florida State in any scenario. But we could make some stops just enough. Just enough. You only need a few. Yeah, I like the wrinkles that we showed this week. And some of it is about progressions. Uh, the couple of completions to Cam McDonald over the middle of the field. Glad he caught the seam passes. That's that's good. It's an improvement. Two for 50 yards. They broke out the Wildcat as well on our own side of the 50. And Treshawn Ward busted a run to the left. Some things for Wake Forest to consider. And, and also reassuring things for you and I as FSU fans saying, all right, if it's not Johnny, who is it? Well, we have answers for that. It wasn't Johnny against LSU. It wasn't Johnny this last weekend. I love the tunnel screen game, too. I haven't said that about Florida State in forever. in forever. Right? The Micah Pittman catch is really well-timed. That's on number four by himself, just waiting and waiting and yep. then bursting as mm-hmm. he's catching the ball. And then the Darion tunnel screen was great, too, breaking back on the ball to create the angles and the time for the offensive who lineman expect, to pave the way. Who expected Darion to play a role of that significance coming into this game? That's insane. Right. Now, he's banged up, so we'll see what happens there. Mm-hmm. But he had jumped span on the depth chart, clearly, because Deuce was available and he played. So that means the 21 just straight up jumped five on the chart. And that's not to be uh, – that's not surprising. I mean, it's not surprising. From the deuce uh, – uh, uh, that's an interesting way. The deuce span perspective, that is not surprising because he's raw. But from Darion, it's not exactly like Darion Williamson's been kicking ass for two years. Yeah, correct. Um, by the way, this – this <laughs> that's 31-year-old first-round pick, Adrian Martinez, to you. Uh, that is funny. So is, uh, as usual – the comment, we have two or three in a row. Yeah, everybody knows how much I love uh, <laughs> Adrian Martinez. Everybody's involved here. Yes. Thank you, Ryan. Adrian Martinez and Sam Hartman were roommates at the Elite 11 in 2006. <laughs> it feels that way, doesn't it? 
Yeah, they were freshmen when I was a freshman. Look at me. It's uh, no update on Winston Wright, no update on any player in this uh, game for Saturday. There will not be one unless the head coach decides to tell us that so-and-so is a full go because we're not allowed to comment on injuries in regards to what we see at practice. So even if he uh, is is out there looking good and we think he's going to play, can't tell you about it. Um, and then secondarily, he may end up being a game-time decision, which means that at no point during the week will Mike Norvell choose to come out and tell the other team who's playing and who's not playing. He just won't do it. I don't think it has much of an impact typically if a coach lets you know that a guy is starting or not starting if he's not a quarterback. If you're talking about a right guard or a defensive tackle, I know it has an impact on the game, like how the game is played and what you can and can't do and how uh, stout you are or not. I mean, I get all of that, but I'm saying, like, a coach telling you that a guy's going to play or not, I don't think it makes much of a difference in what a team wants to do, uh, the opposing team, that is, but coaches are scared to death, so they're never going to really tell you. They're always going to keep it under wraps. So I don't think we're going to be able to tell you about anybody. Um, And Winston Wright's a guy that – Again, has progressed a lot in what he can and cannot do. We can tell you that. That's yeah, exciting. And Mike has shared as much. Yeah. Yes. So we've watched him be able to participate in certain drills in terms of exercise, high knees, stuff like that. Um, he's he's had days where we've seen him in pads. That's all very exciting. Right. Routes against air, Routes. which is important because that's cutting. You know. Yeah. So that's why you know you have hope. But I always thought, and we said this early in the season. Uh, and all I could say was, I think personally that seems like a second half of the season type of deal. Well, we're four games in, we haven't seen him, so we're rapidly approaching that point of the uh, season. So maybe he gets in, maybe he doesn't. Uh, I'm well, who does he jump on the depth chart? I mean, he's got to earn it now. It's not just he shows up and he plays. You actually have to earn it. Uh, Pokey Wilson, for example, has been a really good player for us. You're going to take his reps. You're not taking Johnny's reps. You take Micah Pittman's reps. How often are we going to have four wide on the field? I mean, he's still got to go earn it now. That's, that's a great place to be for us. Yeah, I, I just I want him to have the opportunity at a full speed to be able to go out there and compete because that's a kid with a gazillion catches in college football. He's played a ton of college football at a high level. So you would think if he's comfortable and knows the offense that he would – Certainly earn oh, yeah. a spot out there at some point. I'm yeah. not saying he doesn't stand a chance. All I'm saying is we could have painted a scenario a month ago where we were desperate for Winston Wright. Please, the moment you're healthy, help. Right now we're saying we're good. If you need another week, we'll be okay. We'll be okay. Uh, some of you have asked as you come into the show today wondering about updates regarding the uh, hurricane. I did address this early in the show Um not much right now in the way of an update other than to say that Michael Alford did release a statement earlier today. I think we do have an update about Florida State University. Is that confirmed about the cancellation of classes? Uh, I don't have an update on Florida State University, but I do for Leon County schools okay. for the local citizens. Canceled. That school is in session tomorrow and until further notice. So they are not prepared to make a statement that they're going to close down. Well, good, because Leon there's County no schools. reason to close schools tomorrow. None. But anyhow, I'm glad to hear that. My kids need to take their ass to school. But, uh, but second, I mean, they, they do. Uh, I think a lot of parents at work and in my yeah, car right now like, yeah, that's a good call. Well, right. I mean, honestly, the storm's not going to be anywhere near us tomorrow. So let's take their ass to school. Let's go. Uh, but I am I was hearing that Florida State might cancel classes Tuesday through Friday. But that, that was just a rumor. See if we can get confirmation that that's happening or not. We'll update you anytime anything is confirmed. Oh, well, maybe we got something. Yeah, we do. Ira is listening. Thank you, Ira. He'll be joining us at the bottom of the hour. But ca- uh, classes are canceled yeah. Tuesday through Friday on 
the FSU campus. So no classes the rest of the week. Yeah, kids traveling home or whatever they got to do. I, I guess that's what yeah, they're thinking. Yeah, I suppose. Okay. So, thank you, Ira. And then the update again for those just joining us. There was this conversation. I mean, this talking point. Michael Alford said nothing's changed right now in terms of the three thirty kickoff time for the football game with Wake Forest on Saturday. We're closely monitoring the projections regarding the hurricane, and we'll be in constant contact with both local and state officials as well as uh, the administration at Wake Forest and the Atlantic Coast Conference. As always, the safety of the student athletes, game staff, and fans will be our top priority. So. As we get updated, you'll get updated. Obviously, we'll stay on top of this. Ira Chaffel, Warchant.com, set to join us. He'll do so next. It's Jeff Cameron, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, Warchant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply the jeff cameron show brought to you by orange theory fitness two tallahassee locations midtown on thomasville road and north side in the village common shopping center online at orangetheoryfitness.com this right now and you or someone you know is active military a veteran police officer firefighter nurse or a teacher you're going to want to listen up there's great opportunity here for you as uh my friend shannon who i spoke to this week and he was in town for the game shannon no doubt excited like all Knowles are after a four and oh start shannon's with legendary home loans and uh he wants to reward those who make a difference in their hometowns and he'll save you a bunch of money by the way uh right off the bat it's time to buy a new home. Waive all lender fees for all hometown heroes. $1,600 value right off the box. And also save you some more money if you're uh, going to use their preferred title company for the closing. So you're saving over $2,200 by going to my friend Shannon Young with Legendary Home Loans. If you want to learn more about their hometown heroes program, call 844-FSU-LOAN. That's 844-FSU-LOAN. Visit FSUHomeLoans.com, FSUHomeLoans.com. Every Monday we talk to my man, Warchant.com, and we do so in discussing yet another victory. They're all undefeated conversations, Ira. Just this, let's just keep this going all year long, buddy. <laughs> it's like the old days again, man. I don't, I don't, uh, I, I kind of miss it. I'm, I'm glad to have it back. I think what I missed and didn't realize how much I missed, Ira, were ass kickings. You know, I really, I forgot what it was like just to deliver ass beatings in conference play. It used to happen all the time, but it's been a minute since somebody dominated Florida State, in particular an ACC foe like this. That was glorious. You were waiting for uh, somebody to show, Terrence Brooks, to show up on the sideline with the hangman board, <laughs> start doing puzzles. Uh, that was, that was the, I mean, look, that was the last time I remembered a game like that. Now, that game was, I think, 35 to nothing in the first quarter, mm-hmm. and NC State was, NC State was ranked, so it was a better team than Boston College. But um, but that's what it felt like, man. It felt like it was not a game, really, from the opening kickoff. So 
I think the thing that was most exciting for me is not that Florida State won a game against an outmanned Boston College team that has had a tough run of injury luck on the offensive line. I, I'm, I'm, I thought they'd win. I wasn't sure they'd look like this, but I thought we, you know, Florida State would win the game. It was how intense, how focused, how I think just violent Florida State was from the opening kickoff on. That shows that buy-in, that commitment, that level of intensity from week to week to week. There was no lull in their preparation, no lull in their in their mental makeup or their attitude towards playing football. They're having fun right now. Yeah, it's a neat time. It's a neat time for this program. And 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 as you said, you know, we've a lot of us have uh you know, because Mike Norvell's still new as a head coach of Florida State, it's still his only third year you know, we watch a lot of his reactions. So uh, when he jumps on John Papucha's shoulders at the LSU game or, um, you know, he's running on the, running down the sideline during a big play, sometimes people will ask, you know, oh, is he too happy? Is he, is he you know, too emotional? But I thought the camera showed him after that kickoff return for a touchdown, and it wasn't a celebration. It was more like, oh, BC, it's about to be painful. And, and I thought that's how they played. I mean, and I think you're right about the physicality you know, when, I, since Boston College came into the league, the story when you play them is, look, man, they're not going to make a lot of mistakes. They're not super athletic, but they're going to be physical, and it's going to be a physical football game. But I thought on both sides of the ball and special teams, particularly on offense, FSU's skill players on offense were way more physical than Boston College's. I also thought the pass rush really affected Djurkovic. Uh, he was not his normal self because of the way they, they were coming after him. And uh, I just thought Florida State, was a more physical team. And again, that's not usually what you expect against BC. It's interesting to watch the development of this backfield. It's a very talented backfield now. You have, and I mean the entirety of the backfield, every week you trust Jordan Travis to have a great game. But now you're watching Benson run with the kind of physicality that his body suggests he should. You're seeing him get more comfortable in exerting that physicality. Obviously, Trayshawn Ward's had a great year, and we trust Toa Feely to make big plays throughout the season. So this is a backfield that you really love to watch play. Uh, Now, it's a rather eclectic group at wide receiver, and each week it's a different guy. You know, I mean, Marion, nobody nobody expected to see some of these guys making plays that are – that too is exciting to see the development of that crew. Who knows where this, what this looks like by season's end? But right now, they have found a way to get everybody involved. Yeah, I think you really have to go look back at you know Mike Norvell's Memphis team, and that's kind of what they did there. I mean, they had elite players, a lot of times running backs that he would use as wide receivers or use as running backs and uh, get the ball in, in different ways. And, and you're seeing that now with this team and. You know, Lawrence Tofili now plays, he'll play slot receiver, he'll be in the backfield. Uh, you know, obviously they'll rotate a lot. And as you said, that's four different games now. They've had four different leading receivers. And we all know Johnny Wilson is the stud. I mean, he's the guy that other teams are going to have to prepare for. But, man, if you could throw up a jump ball to Kentron Portier, or if you could hit Darion Williamson on a, on a screen, or, um, you know, get the pokey Wilson keeps making big catches, uh, I just think it's it's going to be a tough offense to prepare for, especially because you have Jordan Travis and Mike Norvell seem to be on such the same page. And that's the thing. It's not like Florida State's got elite talent across the field, but they've got guys who understand this offense now are playing really hard, and you have a quarterback and a head coach who kind of have the whole playbook, playbook available to them. And it kind of makes it – I'm sure it makes a lot of fun for them, but it's going to make it really hard for defenses because you can't just take away this or that. They can do a lot of different things. 
Hiro, what's your gut feeling on a couple of issues? First of all, do you think some of the guys that couldn't go this past weekend will be able to give it a go against Wake Forest? I know we're not allowed to talk about injuries in certain ways, but uh, guesswork here, do you, do you sense that Florida State's going to get some guys back? Well, I mean, man, listen, just the way Jared Burst was moving around in the right. line at the game yeah. looks like a guy that will be able to play. Unless there's something we don't know about, just the way he was running around and jumping and dancing, he looks like a guy who probably could play pretty soon. So I would expect you'll have him back. Um, and then, you know, Fabian Lovett has, has told people, um, you know, that, that he expects to be back soon. Maybe not this week, but maybe in the next couple of weeks. So I think he won't be out too much longer. Robert Scott at offensive tackle is the one that I really have no idea about. He was in a boot um, at the game. He obviously hurt his foot or ankle uh, in that Louisville game, and we don't know. Sometimes his ankle could be a week. Sometimes it could be two or three or four weeks. Uh, so I don't have a good idea on that one. But I think your two best defensive linemen, uh, I think, will be coming back pretty soon. It's going to be important to try to collapse that mesh, and in particular with Verse. I love Fabian Lovett. I think he's a game-changer for Florida State. But if he can't come back, hopefully they get Verse back because I think he could wreak havoc off the edge there uh, with that slow-developing mesh. And uh, obviously, if you don't get to Sam Hartman, as he showed yet again, he'll light it up, and this thing could be a score fest. So that brings me to my next question. We all desperately want to see this game, two ranked teams, What's your gut feeling about whether or not this game stays at 3.30 on Saturday? I mean, I think, you know, if, if, if it's not a complete disaster across the state, I think there's a good chance they'll still try to play. I know they want to play. They don't want to make a bunch of changes to schedules and all that. Uh, I think they definitely want to play. And it was pointed out to me last night that, you know, when they played that game against Miami a few years ago, it was everybody said they wouldn't be able to play, and they, they figured out a way to play that game. Um, so I, I wouldn't. I would definitely not rule it out. Um, but you know, a lot of it's going to depend on how big it gets, how much damage it does across the state, and uh, you know w- whether or not it's in everybody's best interest to have people on the road. But I would. I definitely would not rule it out at this point. Crossing our fingers, man. This should be so fun. I can't wait to talk with you tomorrow when we do Seminole headlines, buddy. You and Corey will do it up as always. Great work. Talk to you soon. Thanks, man. See you. Yep. Be good, brother. Uh, you know, I, I really hope they get to play it, too, for a lot of reasons. If they had to move the game, Tom, we were asked about this earlier, where would they move it? Um, I, I suppose you could you could sandwich it in in that other bye week if Wake's yeah. schedule allows for it. It does. It so does, doesn't it? Yeah. I looked at it yesterday, and um, I think they really want the home atmosphere and the home gate. You know, you want your money, oh, and if sure. you can, if you can secure that, instead of say flipping the venue to Wake and then having Wake come here next year, you know, you, you just don't want to get into those implications. Um, but Wake does not have a bye week on the twenty second of October like we do. They play Boston College. However, however, Wake and Boston College both share a bye week on the fifteenth of October. So, so they could move. Yeah, they could move their game up a week. We could play Wake Forest on the twenty second of October, and then Wake effectively has their bye this week, and so do we. And I don't want the buy this week, although we keep talking about getting guys back and getting guys healthy. Yeah. But that stretch that we're looking at here as it sits right now, Wake, NC State, followed by Clemson all in a row, that, that's going to decide the heights that you can reach in this season. Um, if you go 2-1 and one in that stretch, you are in a position to maybe win the ACC or or play for it. Now, We'd have to see what happens with Clemson and you know how you win these games and to whom. Like, let's say you win two of three, who do you lose to? All right, well, 
you know, if you if you if you, let's say you lost this week, not saying you will, right? But then beat NC State and Clemson. I mean, you you could very well be in a position. But the other thing I'd say, and again, this is a football only part of a conversation with the storm. You know, humanity and safety right, and right, all right. those all things. That stuff, that's yeah. yeah. So the university has classes canceled tomorrow through Friday. Business operations for the university are open Tuesday and Wednesday, but business operations are closed on campus for Florida State on Thursday and Friday. Just speaking from a football standpoint, I don't want preparation to be less than peak for this opponent. I mean, Thursday's not a full contact practice, but Thursday's an important practice. And you got to go through your routines. If you can't do that on Thursday and Friday, Wake has an advantage. And at that point, I wonder if I even want the game played at all because you want to be at your peak, you got to be at your peak. I would think with the indoor practice facility, they'll be able to get through their whatever they need to do. I mean, that's why you have an indoor practice facility. If it's raining, as long as the winds aren't too bad. and you, I mean, if, They love if, the routine, though. You get out of your routine, and then maybe you got to leave your dorms because you all got to be together in a safe place for Thursday night, Friday night. I mean, what kind of headspace are you in well, to that, play the game on Saturday? You're, you're messing with the flow of things, and I, they care very deeply about how they do that. I don't disagree with you on that, but what I would suggest to you is that if at any point they have to make alterations to that schedule because there's a threat of danger of any – the game's getting canceled. So that, if they're saying players have to leave their dorms because they're in danger, we're not playing Saturday. I mean, that's if because because right. the earliest they could be in danger is Friday, really Thursday or Friday. Yeah, Thursday to Friday. Yeah, they're not playing the game. The current modeling shows, and again, we'll see. But that this thing could be so huge of a storm, just large, that we could feel the impacts on Thursday. Because even though the eyes in Tampa, it stretches all the way up to Tallahassee. In but terms you're of the, feeling, the in all likelihood, you're feeling again. You're feeling rain. I mean, if the, if Maybe. if what you're talking about is down in Tampa, the winds are not going to be to a place where they would be evacuated. Maybe if it's a major. Well, I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I'm uh, not trying to fear monger. I'm just saying I the just, models I, say it's going to be a strong some bitch. Yeah. Well, we'll know a lot more by Wednesday. That's for sure. I mean, as it stands right now, though, I do think you're going to start hearing about schools closing, and so it's already happened with Florida State. Tuesday through Friday, they are not going to school. We do know that. Again, we'll update you throughout the week. That's why we're here. It's one of the reasons we're here. Um, that's part of the civic duties there. So we'll get that out there. But I mean, everybody's going to. I mean, it's the modern day. It's it's the internet. Everybody knows these things as they come out. But we'll relay them to you. It's Jeff Cameron, Channel ninety three three Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. Oh, JB Knoll 76. That's good. Could the wind be strong enough to blow a kick through the posts? Oh, wow. My man. I didn't see that. My man coming strong. Oh, oh, wow. Feeling salty on a Monday. (laughs) He's not feeling happy at all. That Miss PAT hurt his feelings. Come on, man. And even even the kicks that go through, you're like, "Mm, (laughs) that doesn't look okay. Good in there. Yeah. You know what? Here's the number one indicator that you know you have zero faith at all in your kicker. When you get a penalty and they prove it back five yards, you're like, well, we got no chance to make this on an extra point. You get a false start on an extra point. You're yeah. like, oh, no, this is disastrous. Yeah, when uh, there was one this of the – 27 yards, guys. We can't make this. We scored one of the touchdowns in the second half during the watch long, and I opened up a different tab because I want to see a stat. 
And uh, I asked on – I shouldn't have, but I asked. I said, did we make that extra point? Oh. You know, and, and I mean it. Like I'm not meaning it in a bad way or a snarky way. I'm legitimately – did we make it? Oh, okay, we did. All right. But if you have to ask the question, at the NFL level, a little bit different, that you're far enough away that you could miss one. But you, in college, I mean, come on. Do you think Dr. Levi Cowan from Florida State University uh, would mind if you and I traded reading his tweets as if we had these thoughts? Oh, God. So, like, Tom, if I jokingly said to you, and you knew it was Dr. Levi Cowan from Florida State University. Yeah. Uh, used to be at Florida State. Now he's yeah, at Yay. Yeah. Um, if I said to you, well, Tom, we're still, seeing, we're still seeing asymmetry in Ian's inner core. That's according to the latest aircraft data. Please, this is a family show. The uh, southwestern eyewall is kind of weak right now. It's preventing rapid intensification. So some good news for Cuba the longer this remains true. But just in the interim, guys, right now we are still seeing asymmetry in Ian's inner core. So you guys keep keep a close eye out on that, all right? And then maybe you come back a little while later and whatever he tweets next you read. Right. <laughs> well, the critical thing, guys, is going to be on Thursday or Friday. It's yeah. the, uh, the wind shear from the cold front coming down from the uh, northern part of the contiguous 48. Mm-hmm. You know, that's going to be a big factor here. Well, Tom, we keep getting updates from the NOAA Hurry Hunter aircraft. Old NOAA, that's right. Absolutely, it's very important. That aircraft is giving us pictures inside the wall of Ian right now, finding that max surface winds are around 60 to 65 miles per hour. So the intensification has begun. It has been slowed, but we are seeing the radar imagery from the Grand Cayman right now, yeah, yeah. and that's very important to keep an eye on. The GK, that's mm -hmm. right. Yeah, and the inner wall. Well, I've, I've been that impressed since I've seen the walls of Jericho. That is a, an impressive inner wall right That's there. right. Yeah, 65 to 75. Good news for Cuba, though. It is sort of stalled, so we'll continue to study that NOAA aircraft data on yeah. that southwestern eye wall. Right, the GK. It'll be very important over the next <laughs> six hours. In truth, though, here's hoping this thing just takes a hard right turn, goes into the Atlantic, and we can play some football. Yeah, that's one way of putting it, Tom. It's not the fun way of putting it. Uh, I think Doc has a more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, has anybody paid any attention at all to baseball in the last week? I know I'm so excited about Florida State football that I, and the Pirates suck, so my attention has waned. How'd you guys? You guys all right over the weekend? Yeah, What's two going out of three. Yeah, uh, the Phillies and the Braves split four. The Mets took two out of three from Oakland. Uh, Degrom got spanked on Saturday. Mm. First time in three years he's given up more than three earned runs in a start. And uh, I think it was four in the first inning. So now the lead, the NL East is pretty much it. That That's the thing that people are going to be watching if you're a diehard baseball fan. It's a yeah, game it's and a game half and spread. a half, but it's really two because you have the tiebreaker. We do have the tiebreaker at this point. Now, if the Braves sweep us, first of all, they'll have the lead, so the tiebreaker doesn't matter. Yeah, but that would if, hurt. Yeah, that's this weekend. Mets-Braves, three-game series, critical. Absolutely critical. If you're wondering, the Pirates have lost 9 out of 10 and are 56-97. and 97. Oh, no. Okay. 56-97. Yeah, you might be able to get to that 60 threshold, though. Got what? Nine games left. Ten games it's, left. It's not looking good. Right. Not looking good. Uh, you need to win more than sixty to avoid a hundred losses. So. Here's the other thing about the storm, though. Mm. The storm is supposed to be, you know, in the upper part of Florida and Georgia Friday yeah. and Saturday, and this series with the Braves is in Atlanta this weekend. Gotta You're move. talking about critical baseball Gotta series. Move to New York. Gonna have to move it to New York. Or a neutral side play to Houston. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you want to see it. Uh, I, I know. mean, in, in all honesty, that that's rotten. 
You know, you, you play this whole year and you know that that series likely for the last six weeks we've been circling that series. And now, when are they going to play it? How are they going to play it? I mean, that's just that's terrible. Well, like you said, the storm is just going to take a turn and we're all going to be okay. Baseball oh. will be played. As long as nice. the Noah GK cam tells you that's that right. we're good to go. Keep a close eye on that inner wall. Hope it stalls. Southwestern side of the inner wall. That's right. Westerly. Yeah, yeah, that's the that's the key right there. Uh, yes, and Judge has not hit the the home run that he needs to hit yet. And uh, hmm, we're running out of games. Running out of games. You start to get nervous. You're like, damn it, man. You going to get there? I like Judge. That wouldn't bother me. If he hits the one, he'll hit three more right behind it. Or in the next getting over that, yeah, yep. it's tough. It's tough. Um, this weekend, big picture, what we saw in college football. Now, obviously, rather sleepy at the very, very top. I mentioned it already with Georgia and Alabama and Ohio State doing what they did. But after that, it got crazy and it got to be fun and it reminded me of how weird this year is and where Florida State's. I mean, for example. So, Tennessee is really able to score. They've got elite quarterback play lately. That's a big win, 38-33. They survived the near comeback from Florida. That game got really weird late. But if you look at Hypo, how quickly he's made them relevant, that's great. Oh, that's wonderful. But let me ask you, on a neutral site, you feel like Florida State and Tennessee pretty pretty close to the same team oh man that's fireworks that'd be a fun bowl game it'd be a crazy game but look you're not assuming you lose to that team oh they're, no they're a no top way. 10 team right now that's why i'm saying that's this, what I'm we saying. might that's, be looking at a top 10 that's team that's how weird this year is i mean i watched michigan playing against maryland i'm like mm, we'd be in that game we're in that game if we're healthy where is the weakness that most any other top 10 team could exploit i, mean, I still it, would argue the secondary I mean, it's not the pits of the world, though. It's not Tennessee's no, but, secondary. You know what I mean? Like, you look yeah, at Tennessee yeah. and you say, all right. Oh, their secondary is awful. Right. We're, and they play and they play so far off. I had to go back and rewatch the Florida-Tennessee game because I had the guest on for the Sunday mornings. We do a show on On3 that I host called College Football Rap. If you guys want to start watching it, it gets posted there uh, on Sundays at 11 a.m. And it's a fun show. And we always pick three games before the weekend starts. So, Sometimes the games don't live up to the hype, but you pick three games, and then we have basically my equivalent or Gene's equivalent or your equivalent to these other sites on the show uh, to to talk about that game and the result. We have no equivalents. Well, you know what I mean. I said essentially. So – I you, you bring on these folks, and, and so whenever I'm going to host that show, well, I'm always hosting that show, but when I do, I, I watch those games, right? So I want to I be sure that I know what I'm talking about when I welcome in these guests. So I have to go back and watch Texas and Texas Tech, and that's why I know that Texas couldn't get off the field on third and fourth down. They got Texas Tech, uh, I think, converted to six of eight on fourth down, which will hurt your feelings, and they choke away a game. And Sark's record in the Big 12 is not good through two years. In fact, it's dreadful. Um, so, hmm. But anyhow, we'll see, right? But I watched that game, and I, I saw how that played out. I watched Tennessee and Florida again because we were having the uh, VolQuest guy on, in Austin, who does a good job. And he came on, and when I asked him about the secondary, he was, oh, they're awful. And I'm glad he said that because when I was watching, when I went back and watched Florida, they play a million miles off the ball. They're scared to death yep. of somebody beating yep. them. Mm-hmm. If, if Florida State's fan base saw Florida State play that way, 
that Tennessee did on we Saturday? We have. No, but I mean, no, this is, I mean, they're not in the vicinity. No, I'm saying that we have under Fuller, oh, year one. yeah, year Remember one. Remember the NC State roadie? Yeah. It's like, all right, I want you at five yards depth in the end zone. What? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Halfway through the end zone. Yeah, That'll it's. Be, that's a good idea. It's crazy. Um, I, I was, um, I was kind of blown away by that, that they played that far off. I'm like, there, there were a couple plays where I'm like, that guy's 15 to 18 yards off the ball. What are we doing here? That's nuts. But this is how crazy football is. That Texas team nearly beat Alabama. Cue it up, baby. Let's Woo! do this thing. Oh, we got a contribution. A I couple apologize. of them to catch up on. One from Marcus. Marcus, thank you so much. Great weekend. All the appropriate teams won and lost. Go all Tennessee teams. Go Birds. What's the record the next four weeks for FSU, fellas? Thanks times 100. Appreciate you, Marcus. Um, oof. Georgia Tech would be that fourth one. So that's a win. Yeah, it is. Um, three, three and one, Marcus. Three and one. Mm-hmm. Bullish. I actually like us to beat Wake. So you're picking a win over either NC State or one Clemson. of those two. One of them's going down. Okay, I can get down. Florida man in Texas. Thank you so much. A wet game could be Whoa! advantageous. Highlights our run game and dampens Wake's quarterback. Okay, yeah, that that's logic not, is sound. That's very sound. I like it. I like it. That's not so bad. Now cue it up. Now we say hello to our friends from Tallulah who I had the good experience of hanging out with on Friday and learning all about the Delta 8, the CBD products, the juices, the floating around on salt water, all the goodness that is in store for you or me. I mean, there's a lot of things. I'm, I knew nothing about CBD. It ain't just for getting high, Tom. It's time for, That's right. how you say, with the peaching, uh, probables? <laughs> In fact, I want you to know, it's mostly not for that at all. We've got a floating seal now, too. Which I love. It's mostly just a therapeutic, medicinal exercise. Good stuff. i got to finally uh, find the uh, probables. It's funny, I tell you to well, pull them up, then I wasn't ready. I've got one probable. That's uh, Robert Cooper and Aslan will be on the bump at 7.30 tonight on Warchant TV for In the Coop with Robert Cooper. In the Coop tonight, 7.30. Damn skippy. Reds, Pirates, nobody watches that game. Chase Anderson, Roanti Contreras goes for the Pirates. Braves, Nats, big game. Bryce Elder, Corey Abbott. Yankees, Blue Jays, TBD, TBD. Orioles, Red Sox, Jordan Lyles, Connor Seabold. And that is a look at those that shall reside on the bump. Old Jude B apparently has taken URL... You're waging and wagering advice very seriously. <laughs> uh, we're even, Jude B. Yeah, I got killed this weekend too, Jude B. It's called gambling. Don't wager what you don't have. I will not be held responsible for your delinquency. Good work, Tom. Good work, Director Matthew. Be well, everybody, and watch in the coop tonight at 7:30. It's good. It's real good. We'll be back with you tomorrow.